Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I want to be the first to wish a uh, happy anniversary to Resident Evil 2. Uh, I am your host, Larry. Uh, And also birthday boy when this comes out, Larry. That's true. Justin is far better at remembering dates than I am. But yeah, he he is absolutely right. Yeah, I will be... uh, Fuck, I'll be turning a certain age on the day this episode drops. So there you go. Are you too scared to admit it? It'll like come, you're too like too close to the truth. Like, yeah, I want to. I want to start de aging. I'm, I'm I'm ready for that process to start happening. Uh, right, you're like what? You're like what? 20, 20 now? Something like that. Twenty eight. What I tell myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just Justin and Larry this week. We're back. Uh, Rachel and Mars are going to be off until uh, Scream Five is able to be viewed safely and more comfortably by everybody. Yep. Um, but that means we're just back to Aliens, and we have the entire back half of this season to get through, and there's a lot of good stuff in here. Well, and uh, so we were looking last time, a lot of games. <laughs> there are one, two, three, four, five, six games on the docket. Jesus Christ. And I honestly... technically a seventh. There's a seventh if you count Blair Witch Volume 2. We have to figure yeah. out when we're actually going to sit down and play Dead Space 3, which I think we should just tuck in with the crappy Patreon-forced movie. And then we also are going to have to potentially review Alien Fireteam because, for Christ's sake, like, we bought it. Like, we should play it. We bought it, like, it. months ago, whenever it came out. We bought out. it when Dante got sick. Oh, my God. That's oh when you sent God. it to me, remember? <laughs> Jesus yeah, yeah so we, we've got a lot of stuff on the docket, but I know I'm really excited to get back to Aliens. Um, I have a buddy um, who just recently started watching X-Files, and he's been sending me texts on his journey through it. And it's, I don't know, it's definitely got me wanting to get back to the Alien thing, so I'm pretty pumped. Uh, but before all of that, we need to kind of get caught up. Um, Justin will have a non-spoiler review for a game that he played and reviewed. Um, that's kind of where we're at. So, Justin, what's been new with you, man? Well, why don't you go first this week? <laughs> okay, perfect. I can do that. All right, so for TV, I have been okay. watching Dragon Ball Z. How, how far are you in that now? Like what? I just finished the Frieza arc. Oh, I have to okay. watch uh, Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone. What is that? It's a movie. It's on Funimation. Again, thank you. Oh, uh, <laughs> no problem. But, but it's a, it fills in because like you get introduced to this character named Garlic Jr. After yeah. the Frieza arc. It's like the first thing that happens. And all the stuff that with regarding him happened in Dead Zone. So I have to go back and watch that. Mm. And then besides that, I've been watching The Circle, <laughs> which is like a reality oh, TV show on Netflix. It's, it is what it is, Justin. Um, movies, obviously. I watched The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, the film we're reviewing today and i watched hellraiser yes which uh we will like oh god sorry uh, I, gotta, I have I kept gotta... my reaction and everything to that very 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 quiet if you want to hear my thoughts in the review of that you'll have to go over to rachel and mars's show stream queens over on zombie girls and yeah we'll uh, be recording that tomorrow I'm, I'm trying to think tomorrow for us but like friday or whenever this comes out, the Friday before yeah. this comes out, basically. Mm-hmm. Games and Destiny Two. <laughs> yeah, of no. course, you well, you got to get ready for, ready for Witch Queen, right? Yeah, no duh. Uh, I have one more triumph to do, and I will have all of the raid seals done. 
Nice. I don't so I'm know very, that. <laughs> uh, basically, I just spent a lot of time doing the raids. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I have one more gym badge in the Elite Four to be in Brilliant Diamond so that tomorrow I can play Arceus, which should be arriving at some point. Um, I'm really excited for Arceus. I know nothing about it. Outside of that very first trailer, I know nothing, and I'm pretty pumped about it. I kind of skimmed the reviews just to see if it was going to be, like, this trash fire everybody wanted it to be. Uh-huh. People wanted to be trash? I, no, I, I'm assuming the internet wanted it to be, because everybody was just talking shit about it the whole time. People are always talking shit. It's, it's, it has well, it's gotten Pokemon, to the point right? where it's it, 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 just exhausting at this point. Oh, yeah. Basically, every fan base is super fucking toxic, so... Yeah, it's it's exhausting. Um, books, I <laughs> I just got the audiobook for Darkness It Comes Before. It's an audiobook. It's a book okay. that uh, Matt, uh, the P in Discord, has been asking me to read for like six years now, since before I went to Utah. I, he has been <laughs> asking me to read it. And I told myself I'm not reading any of the other books that I want to read until I get through this, and it's just been sitting there for a while. So I got the audiobook, put it on one and a half speed, and that bitch will be done. Come hell or high water, that book is going to be finished. I don't know how people re- listen at one and a half speed. I don't get it. I actually had to. This narrator is slow. Mm. Yes, yeah, see, very, I come across very, very slow. I haven't come across any like super slow. It's the narrators. first time I've ever have, and I'm like, I was planning on bumping up the speed to get the book done. Yeah, to get it through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I actually had to. Oh. Because <laughs> like, like, his his narration is just so like almost obnoxiously slow, honestly. Yeah. And then the last thing, which is different for me than for you, uh, schoolwork <laughs> in two classes. Um, one is pretty simple. The other one <laughs> is just miserable. But we're on week three of seven, <laughs> so we're almost at the halfway mark. We're almost over the hill. That will be done. And then just six more classes, and I'm done. But just trying to hold on to that 4.0. I think I messaged Justin. He's like, hey, how are you doing? It's like, good. Got out of the work super early. Got my experiment started. Took two quizzes. Now I'm taking notes. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? It's, yeah. It's 7.30 yeah, in the sounds morning. Like hell. What, what, what has happened? <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. I, I'm really excited to review this. I always, I, I always love doing Patreon for stuff. And I even like yeah. it more when it's things I haven't seen for a while or haven't seen at all. So I'm pretty pumped for this movie. Um, I got a lot of really fun stuff to talk to you about it. And yeah, so I went there. What's uh, what's with you, Justin? So okay, I'm trying to decide what I want to start with. Uh, I'll, I'll start with what uh, media consumption, I guess. Uh, Perfect. Okay, we talked about Yellow Jackets last time. I, I'm caught up, except for the episode that dropped today uh, with Peacemaker. Yellow Jackets is done. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I said, oh yeah, we talked about Yellow Jackets last week. Oh, the episode that dropped today. I, was like, I don't think anything dropped. What <laughs> season two? No, like it, so. I, I think episode five of Peacemaker dropped today. I haven't watched oh, that. Peacemaker. But... Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna probably watch it on the weekend, so I will be caught up at that point. Uh, I'm good. I, I actually really like that show. Like, it, it's a nice decompression show. Yeah, it it's, take it's itself, very like, fun to watch. Seriously. It does have like, a nice yeah. story, and it's raunchy, which is always lovely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, started Archives 81. Didn't realize it was a podcast. Uh, so it's I'm a going podcast? To... Yeah. I thought Archive was on Netflix. It It is. It's a show, but I it, it started it as a podcast, I think. Oh, I okay, okay. So I, I'm going to go start 
that probably tomorrow morning. Uh, games wise, I honestly I haven't had time for video games this week. Uh, oh, I started playing um, House of Ashes, the follow up to Little Hope. Yes, it is fucking fantastic. Is it co op? It is. It is like it has almost brought back the love for until like it's it's almost at the until dawn level of how well polished it is and really how good the story is and it's fucking terrifying like it is good like next time it's on sale we might have to co-op it and and what is uh, the subgenre of it vampires Yeah. <laughs> well, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking hard to describe, but yeah, it's it's okay. it's honestly it's really good. Um, other than that, uh, I can't say well, just because I don't I I don't know if I'm allowed to say exactly what it is about. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, earlier this week slash last week, I pitched myself to a major publication and, uh, basically they, I gave them a couple pitches. They came back and they wanted one of them specifically. So I wrote that out for them. So hopefully by the time this comes out, uh, all have been published. Um, I, I can say the publication. I know that, uh, it's the okay. Toronto star. It's yeah. It, it's basically, I, I know that, uh, you have communicated a little bit with uh rachel and i about it yes and i think it's really really cool i'm really really happy for you uh oh, thank you it's gonna be a very interesting journey for you a lot of new ground to tread but i think you're ready for it oh thank you yeah it's, and i just it's, think back to when we had the blog when we first started the show and someone made a shitty comment and now here yep. look at you you're writing for two yeah. publications now <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's it was a good feeling. Uh, so basically, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Toronto Star is, I don't think it's the highest circulated newspaper anymore, but it is uh, the second. It's either the highest or the second highest uh, circulated newspaper in Canada. Um, I, I believe it's like right behind or right above the Globe and Mail. Uh, so yeah, that's. I haven't heard of Globe and Mail, but I have heard uh, of. Uh... So, so it's got like, so I tried to look this up while I was <laughs> right, uh, writing uh, what I wrote for them. And the last number I could find was in 2018 and it was 300,000 subscribers and then 35,000 online only subscribers. So, I mean, I'll take it. That's awesome. That's, it's going to be It's fun. awesome. Full, full stop. It's awesome. Yeah, and they basically said that if the article does... what, So they haven't had a gaming section for a very long time. I think five years. Um, but basically they said that if it does Do you know well why they enough, stop? So I, <laughs> I know their reviewer who used to like do reviews and stuff for them openly came out and was like, I hate talking about video games. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um so that's probably why uh but yeah so they said if it does well enough though that uh we're gonna talk some more and uh figure some long-term stuff out maybe so 
yeah it's pretty exciting so i mean obviously i'll i'm gonna share it when it goes as you should live or I, the the only issue is I, I'm not sure if it's going to be actually published or just online. I'm assuming because of the nature of it, it'll be just online. But uh, either way, I'll share that around and stuff. I, I I don't know. I'm excited for it though. So yeah. Um, What's your first than, post going to be about? Do you know? Oh, like the one I gave to them. Mm-hmm. I know, but for everybody else, what, what was? Oh it yeah, it's about? it's. I don't think I'm allowed to talk of it. I see that's the problem is I don't know exactly what I'm allowed okay. to talk about. Okay. But okay. I, okay. I I think, I I can basically say it's about video games in February. <laughs> um, okay, perfect. But I, I I have to look over like the clause and everything that I signed. Um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I have played uh, one more game, and it is uh oh I'm just gonna. Just do this mini review right now. Uh, I played Perfect. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Basically, it is if you've played Rainbow Six Siege. No. Okay, it's an the online. Last Rainbow Six game I think I played was on like PS2. Okay, it's basically like a multiplayer tactical shooter. Um, basically, this is the exact same game except for it's not PvP; it's PVE, and it's uh, aliens. It is okay. Um, unfortunately, it does take... So, so the game just came out. It came out on January 20th. I am mm -hmm. already finding a hard time... I'm already having a hard time finding lobbies for it. Really? Yes. And, like, well, because the thing is... Quick, quick, quick interruption. My friend uh, Casey was yes. telling me, I think last week or the week before... Um, Halo 3 servers finally went off line. Yeah. And he uh, was playing that night full lobbies. Like, like, like this immediately in and out. And, like, I'm not sure about it because it was closing down, just the nostalgia behind it. But, like, there are a lot of games. Like, another one to think of is when we were briefly messing with Resident Evil uh, Outbreak. Yeah. Like, we had people we were playing with, but they had, they have lobbies still for that game. Yeah. So, so it so is the, remarkable I, that they are having problem filling lobbies right now with a brand new game. So I am certain that it is because I I I was I received a PlayStation Five code from Ubisoft. What's um, PlayStation Five like? Like the actual console? It's okay. I like it. <laughs> I just don't know what happened. I was being a shit. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, it, it, but the thing is, is this game came out on game pass day one so i'm sure the lobbies for uh pc and the series x and s and xbox one are i mean they're a lot more filled out because it's 9.99 a month right and i mean game pass is an amazing deal so basically if you have game pass you have probably or are probably going to try this game but yeah so it came out a week ago i am having issues uh finding lobbies and the like level up system is super slow uh which is also kind of unfortunate like i i played through okay for example when i first started playing i played through four full rounds which is broken up into like a bunch of little sections basically i played for like four hours okay. and i leveled up three times fuck that and that's like the starting levels 
So I, I'm absolutely I'm not, sure. not, sir. You need the, yeah, you need well, that ding like in the first couple levels. You need that ding to like twenty five or thirty. You can slow after is, that, but you need to have that reward system in place. Well, which is exactly why I kind of stopped already because I'm like, well, I if if a game isn't going to respect my time, I I can't right. So unless we're forced to play it like Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, oh, quick! Another thing, I was listening to the new clan. I heard a rumor that you're coming out of retirement to try to retake your throne. Oh, I like added a couple things in there at the start of the year. <laughs> uh, they they were doing the 2021 year in review, and they talked briefly, uh, me a little bit, but you more particularly. The year that you and I. Like that's when we started our podcast, but the year you and I went for gold, and you won the game one, but I won the the overall hog because I literally just always had a TV show on. <laughs> Whatever I was doing, I had a fucking TV show on, and I was just cranking shit constantly. But no, they Jake was saying that uh, you were coming back, so I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going for your for your. No, I I really I, I it was like the start of the year, and I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll try to do this because I I genuinely i actually like the hockey i think it's like a fun way to like it's very cool keep track of all that stuff and i started to do it and then i i kind of fell off because for the other publication that i write for i was playing <laughs> embargoed games so i was like well i can't oh, have these so until you i'm done to, yeah um so then it kind of like got into like a whole okay you know well, how fucking remember. crazy some of those people are they'd be all pissed off with you if like, like why is this all coming out in one day how do you beat all these games at one time well so that's what happened is one day i was like okay all like three of these games that i've been playing for the last they were very short games but three of these games that i've been playing for the last like two weeks all came out okay i'm just gonna add them and i was like oh man i feel so weird <laughs> so i just like i haven't done it since because i don't know it, it, it's hard to kind of keep track of like okay when can i put this in there when can i not and so it just became a whole thing so i just i i will probably casually do it but okay okay um, i'm sorry i i heard that i think today when i was doing my experiment i was like and then you were just talking about that and i was like oh because if you don't know that year that me and justin did that i know for myself i burnt myself out of like wanting to like look at a screen and i think you beat how many games did you beat I do, I don't know how to go back and look. Um, <laughs> it was in the hundreds. Um, literally, I, I think uh, I kept up with you and Jake for like two months, and then I was like, "Games are not going to be the way I win this." It was funny because uh, Jake and I were messaging each other near the end of that year, and I was like, "Man, I have like a constant migraine. <laughs> like, I keep <laughs> fucking doing this." Uh, yeah, that was a rough year. That that that. I think that was like 28. Yeah, it would have been the year we were doing the podcast. That was 2018. Mm-hmm. And honestly, after doing it that hard, I very quickly burnt out on doing any of that stuff. So, I mean, I think this year was the first year I entered, I've entered something since 2018. All right. Well, there you go. All yeah. right. Sorry to interrupt uh, you. I just, no, no, no. I, that's I hadn't okay. seen you, so I didn't have a chance to uh, talk to you about it. So, no, you'll, you'll have to let me know what episode, though, because I, I'll go back and listen it, to it, it. It's the 2021 uh, year in review. Okay. I'll, I'll go listen to it. Um, but <laughs> back to Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, I mean, if you've played Rainbow Six Siege, you've played this, basically, it, it all feels good. There's, like, a little creepy element to it with, like, the aliens stalking around. 
and it is fun to play with friends. But again, coffee's with friends on the play. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but but I don't know the the level up system is so slow, and the fact that if one of your uh, operatives dies, quote unquote, uh, they go MIA, and you have to like rescue them before you can play with them again. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how it works if everybody's MIA because I, I, I obviously hadn't, I haven't had that happen. Um, but that that's like kind of a fun system. It kind of forces you to like mix it up and make sure you're using multiple operatives. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that there is just not enough here. Uh, it's it's very slow, and I mean the story is non-existent, just like it is in Rainbow Six Siege, which is completely fine. If you're into Siege, you might be into this, but. For myself, I am going to have to say it's a skip. Oof. Yeah. Even Unless you free. have uh, Xbox. If you have Xbox Game Pass, I mean, why the hell not play it? But Like I for a would... weekend or like a, like a night? Like hot yeah, like if you have play. friends to play with specifically, but I wouldn't go out of my way to play it personally. Like, I wouldn't go buy it, basically. Damn. Oh, yeah. par- Sorry, Tom Clancy. Yeah, I miss uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Okay, well, I'm sorry you had to play a crappy game, but hopefully we have a not crappy movie. And with that being said, Justin, play some tunes and let's get into a review of The Day of the Earth Stood Still. So, Justin, have you seen this before? No. So, I... This is only my second time ever seeing it. And it's probably been 20 years. I remember watching it with my grandpa. My grandpa was a big, big fan of this. Yeah. Um. And I was, I was very excited to come revisit it. But I cannot take credit for adding this to the season. That goes to our patron, Eddie. And Eddie sent us in an audio about why this was his selection so we'll let him take it away hello justin and larry well my patron pick is the day the earth stood still from 1951 i picked it for a couple reasons the first is that this season is aliens and it's about an alien coming to earth and making first contact uh second it is an all-time classic of the science fiction genre and one everyone should see at least once. Um, its scores will naturally suffer because it's not a scary film, um, not at all. And uh, But with it, within a historical context, it might be a little scary. I mean, that context being that it's only... This was made six years after the atomic bombs were dropped in Japan and just two years after the Russians developed their own atomic bomb. Uh, fighting had already started in Korea, and the Cold War between communism and the West was just starting up. Uh, in the film, a representative of an alien alliance of planets comes to Earth to warn, uh, threaten uh, the world leaders of Earth uh, that their ability to wage war is seen as a threat to the rest of the galaxy. So naturally, we shoot them. Um, 
<laughs> I'm not sure the message he delivers is the one that you want to hear. It's sort of like your parents threatening to kill you if you don't stop fighting with your brother, and actually meaning that they will kill you. Um, but in the historical context, the film was written. It seems appropriate. Um, I hope you guys both enjoy this. I really enjoy the show, and uh, you guys have a good day. Bye. So first and foremost, can we talk about how his voice is amazing? Oh, I love Eddie's voice. <laughs> yeah, that was that was freaking fantastic. Okay, so before we get into the review proper, I do have a yes. lot of background on it. So okay, if I get too long, let me know because I have a whole web page of something I want to talk about, but it we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Okay. So first, the film also known as Farewell to the Master or Journey to the World, is a 1951 American sci-fi film from 20th Century Fox by director Robert Weiss. Many people might know Robert Weiss because he's an American film director, producer, and editor. He won the Academy Award for Best Director and Best Picture for the musical film West Side Story 1961 and Sound of Music in 1965. He was also nominated for Best Film Editing on Citizen Kane. So this man has a resume. Other films of his are The Body Snatcher, This Could Be the Night, The Haunting, The Andromeda Strain, The Hindenburg, and Star Trek, The Motion Picture. The film stars Michael Rennie, Patricia Neal, Hugh Marlowe, and Locke Martin. Rennie, uh, he's probably the most well-known actor from this film. He plays Klaatu. Um, and he also starred in the film The Lost World in 1969, Les Miserables in 1952, and The Devil's Brigade in 1968. Patricia Neal won the Academy Award for Best Actress in her performance in HUD opposite Paul Newman. She was also nominated for the same award for her role in The Subject Was Roses in 1968. Many probably recognize her, or at least I did, as 2E Phelanson from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Hugh Marlowe. Uh, he was another sci-fi film called Earth vs. the Flying Saucer in 1956. Uh, he also had roles in All About Eve in 1950 and Night in the City, also a film from 1950. Locke Martin is Gort. His only other film credit was in 1944, where he played Bobo in the film Lost in a Harem. So there you go. The screenplay is from Ed Edmund H. North. It is based on the 1940 sci-fi short story, Farewell to the Master, by Harry Bates. Uh, North shared an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay with Francis Ford Coppola for Patton. In 1995, the film was selected for preservation by the U.S. National Film Registry as being culturally significant and is now stored in the Library of Congress. The film was scored by Bernard Herrmann. Shot in a budget of $995,000, the film had a box office of $1.85 million in U.S. theatrical rentals. So, to me, it sounds like it didn't actually come to theaters. It sounds like that one point eight five is from, like, renting the film. Yeah, like, like it was, like, straight to... VHS, but I'm not yeah, sure what Straight the, to VHS. Yeah, I don't know whatever, what it was back yeah. then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Top broadcast journalists of their time, Elmer Davis, H.V. Clattenborn, Drew Pearson, and Gabriel Hedder, appeared in or were heard as cameo roles of themselves. Hmm. Spencer Tracy and Claude Rains were at one point considered to play Klaatu. 
1995 interview, producer Julian Blostein explained that Joseph Breen, the film censor installed by the MPAA at 20th Century Fox, bulked at the portrayal of Klaatu's resurrection, resurrection and limitless power. At the behest of the MPAA, a line was written into the script. When Helen asks Klaatu whether Gort has unlimited power over life and death, Klaatu explains that Gort has only revived him temporarily. That power is reserved to the Almighty Spirit. Man, those people would be turning over in their graves as they saw movies nowadays. <laughs> Luke Cannon and Colin Powell believe the film inspired Ronald Reagan to discuss uniting against an alien invasion when he met with Mikhail Gorbachev in 1985. Two years later, when President Reagan ad- addressed the United Nations, he said, I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Sounds like this man read Watchmen. The film was remade in 2008. The director was Scott Derrickson, and it stars Keanu Reeves, who plays Klaatu. Rather than leaving uh, the humans the chance to, to collaborate, the remake rests on Klaatu's decision of whether to let humanity be destroyed or be saved. And now, there is a phrase from this film. Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. This is the phrase that Klaatu has uh, Helen tell Gort in order to kind of pause his destruction and also... uh, Go save him and resurrect him, and yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's been used in a lot of other things. And what kind of got me looking for this was when Justin's like, "That's the phrase from Army of Darkness." Yeah, and I never thought about that, and he's totally, totally right. It has been used everywhere. Let's start with comics, okay? Okay. <laughs> in the Fantastic Four, um, the Fantastic Four run into aliens in the arctic a frustrated ben Grimm says that if he hears any klaatu brought a nikto he's out of there in a donald duck comic he greets an alien with the phrase accompanied by the vulcan salute <laughs> or as close as he could get since he only has four fingers uh anyways, we already talked about uh army of darkness in the film galaxy quest the thermenians come from the klaatu nebula in star wars klaatu and barada are two of Jabba the Hutt's personal guards. In Tron, the OG Tron, a plaque reads, Gort Klaatu Barada Nikto is seen on the wall of Andy Bradley's cubicle. Um, in literature, see anything fun here, in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, Nikto are a species of reptilian slave, while Barada and Klaatu, like I said, are Jabba the Hutt's lackeys. In the Stephen King novel, The Tommyknockers, a young reporter is convinced that something is wrong in a small town called Haven. His colleague, David Bright, mocks him because of that, saying it must be little green men from space, and quotes Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Um, it has been seen in Farscape, The Hercules, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, an episode of Wings. There is a band named Klaatu. Ringo Starr's solo album, Goodnight Vienna, actually uses a still from the day the earth stood still as his cover art with Ringo's head replacing that of Klaatu and um, in Mozilla Firefox they have a page called about colon robots with the title Gorty Klaatu Barada Nikto weird <laughs> wow, so it's so everywhere it really has like 
Yeah, there are some video game references. It is in RuneScape. It is in uh, the magic words Klaatu, Barad, and Yikto are spoken by a certain character trigger a spell that transports you uh, to a place where you can mine rune essence in World of Warcraft. There are three NPCs, Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto. In Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, they reference it uh, as a sage in one of the later levels claims that saying those words would bring Spyro to where he wanted to go at the start of the game. However, he couldn't remember the third word, word so he drops it. <laughs> in Rayman 3, Globox is trying to open the door. He can be heard calling out this phrase amongst a bunch of others. <laughs> um... And that's, like, all the big ones, man. Jimmy Neutron uses it in a Harry Potter parody episode. Um, it's referenced in Darkwing Duck and Rocco's Modern Life. And that's all the big ones I have. So, it's very odd what kind of pop culture effect that phrase had. And I think the perfect thing for us to do, right, is to do what Eddie asks us to do and review this movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, the first thing that means is I have to do a plot summary. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have a stopwatch pulled up. If you will give me a three, two, one, I can go and do it. Yeah. Um, let me know if the music is too loud because. All right. I'll just I... I'll motion down. Is that good? Okay. So yeah. yeah. You don't have to use two fingers like that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three, right. two, one. Our film starts off with a flying saucer, saucer heading to Washington, D.C. The alien. Klaatu steps out to go address the military and the masses that have come there. He says he comes in peace and he's there to help them. He extends his hand and an item in his hand and of course the army shoots him. He is taken to the hospital where instead of being treated being uh, helped, he's locked up. The He says, I need to talk to all the world leaders. I'm not talking to anybody except for all the world leaders. And the U.S. government's like, nah bro, fuck you, you're staying in here. So then he escapes. He goes and hangs out with a little kid and his mom and the mom realizes and the because the kid followed him that this is actually an alien. Uh, this whole time, Klaatu's been talking to scientists, thinking, well, if I can't talk to politicians, because they're more, I can talk to scientists, because they convince politicians. Um, during this time, Klaatu and Helen escape. Klaatu gets shot, and he dies. Helen runs to the robot war and says, Klaatu, Narada, Nikto, in order to stop the mass destruction of the Earth. Uh, Klaatu gets to the spaceship, he gets resurrected, and he says, y'all, film fix your shit, we are going to kill the whole planet. Goodbye. Went a little long. Yeah. That's but okay. I, I, I got all the important stuff, I think. I think so. I don't know. The music was too loud. I couldn't hear you. Oh. <laughs> so hopefully I wasn't screaming into the mic. I didn't even think about that. I just kept going. I was I was in a zone. <laughs> all right. So it's about plot. Um, okay. I remember the beginning of this movie. And I mm-hmm. remember the end of this movie from when I was a little kid. And I forgot the middle. And I think... Similarly to a lot of other older films, I feel like you and I are probably going to disagree because I really liked the plot of this film. I liked how it starts off like with the, the we're not building up to the alien invasion, right? The alien is here. And I know that the political stuff definitely works a lot better for me necessarily than it does for you. Yeah. Um. But I really liked the drama. I liked him befriending the kid. I liked him going to the scientist and being like, yo, bro, like, I know. Well, and and most importantly, like Eddie mentioned, you're used to when new people show up in your country, you just shoot them, right? (laughs) Unfortunately, that is definitely a (laughs) reputation that my lovely country has earned for themselves. Uh, But yeah, I I, I just love the buildup. And I love the fact that, like, 
the cool thing for me is that like we have our two characters we have three we have we have Plateau, and we have helen and we have tom right and we have bobby the kid but it's about helen and tom tom is helen's fiance and he's a douchebag and he's like talking about yeah. how like turning the alien is gonna make him more powerful and it kind of underscores this whole thing that Klaatu's been talking about well and, and Helen's he's basically like, like shut up woman the whole time yeah and it's cool because like it's yeah. like it's it pushes back against like, like helen's like nah and like helen is the reason why Klaatu's able to get out of there and he's able to deliver his message like either your choice is simple live in peace do what you want to do here but don't expand beyond that and if you don't we're gonna wipe you out and my boy my boy gort's gonna be posted up here and deal with it that way yeah but and- see i so i i added something to the soundboard because i feel like i can sum up the ending in like nine seconds okay that's all folks that is how the ending felt to me <laughs> really can you explain yeah. a little bit more detail why <laughs> well because it was like I enjoyed the slice of life stuff that it was trying to, it, it reminded me of like, like a slice of life show, right? Like it was just like, okay, here is basically people living out their lives for a little bit. Okay. Um, which was fine. I, I, once I realized that's the movie that this was going to be, that was fine. Um, and then he just like, he has a super important message and it's like, it's, oh my god it's gonna everybody's gonna die and then he's just like okay bye and then just fucking leaves so i i feel like he needed to like i don't know vet some questions maybe (laughs) like so let me let me tell you why it works for me okay he comes there in peace offering them an item to like kind of help them even like be like super technologically advanced right because it's like a cool little tool yeah and they shoot him and he's staying yep. calm and he goes to the hospital he heals himself but he's at the hospital and the military guy comes in and he's like hey i am obviously here from another planet i have an important message to give you but i'm not just giving it to one country i'm not showing favoritism like that i need to address you all so like, well, you yeah. talk to the un he's like you know you don't understand like i need all of you i need everybody involved and they're like well no and not only are we not going to do that we're going to lock you up and so he's like, okay, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go talk to the scientist. So he goes and meets that doctor, and the doctor's like, okay, I'll get people together. But during that time, he gets betrayed by by the, the boy, and then obviously Tom. And so we have that kind of narrative arc happening, and he gets killed. And this whole time, he's realizing, like, maybe this planet doesn't deserve to be saved, right? And so he finally he gets resurrected. He lets Helen go, and he comes out, and he's like, listen, here's the message do with what you want gort staying here and if you don't live in peace we're just going to erase you like i'm done trying to talk to y'all like i have nothing else to share with you like he he tried several times to like deliver his message and field those questions you were talking about but by the end of the movie he's like y'all fuckers like you you killed me like you shot me you actually killed me you chased me around i had to escort this little kid who ratted me out like the narc that he is I have this jealous fiance getting all butthurt. Like I can't even like I'm an alien. I have no interest in this woman. Like I'm just I'm just here trying to like deliver this message. And by the end, he's like, I'm going home. Like y'all are y'all under guns and shit. You're crazy. I'm I'm getting out of here. Good luck. That is why I like the ending because it not only is why I find that funny and like realistic. Look at the world today. Like 
Oh, I agree. It does have <laughs> like, shit. Like that's similar point. Yeah. Oh, big time. And I just I feel like to me the it just it wasn't satisfying. Okay. It wasn't like how to. Hmm. I either I would have liked it better if he was just like I had a message, but after all this. <laughs> Fuck you. I would have liked leave. that too. That, that's a lot more nihilistic. <laughs> but I, I, I am in agreement that that would have been a, a message. I'm like, all right, let's go. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, I had this message for you that would have saved you, but fuck <laughs> I'm you done guys. with you guys. Fuck you all. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> or like, hey, after afterwards, just like answer like two questions. <laughs> if that, maybe like. So you I wanted him to be nice even though he had been shot and stuff. I'm Canadian, you know. It's you are. What it, I expect it is, it is in your. It is in your Tim Horton blood. It is, right. it is something you are just there with. Yeah, but I, I do see your point. But for me, I think it's like a nice middle ground of like not being like too nastily dark, but also like realistic, like a, like a very real way to resolve well, that. And that's story. what I'm saying. I think the real way would have been like, no, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, I, peace. I'm out. If they remade it, they'd have to do it that way. Well, they did remake it in 2008, right? No, I mean, like, today. Oh. I didn't. I haven't seen the 2008 one. So. Either I. I actually didn't know about it until, um, actually, Matt Purcell told me about it. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So there you go. Well, I mean, it doesn't get talked about, so I'm sure there's a reason for so that. I don't have any cons. Like, this is the kind of movie that I do like. I mean, I've, I've been on record that I, I like these old black and white little yeah. hairs, eh? And, like, this one avoids some of the problems we've seen in previous ones, like, there is like there is that kind of blatant misogyny by her fiance, but she actually has pushback and she actually yeah, like absolutely. puts him in his place, which I think is really good and it's really progressive. And I I also just kind of like the story of Klaatu. I like how he befriends the boy. I like how he goes and does a little bit of a goodwill hunting when he solves the math problem on the board. Like I I think the plot's really good. I I do I I, I do find it kind of funny. I I am in agreement with you. I would like to see it darker. Because yeah. I think that's more realistic. Than, like that's what they should do is like, like if an alien came here today and looked around what's going on, he'd be like, "I'm like, just just delete it." Like, like yeah, like fuck, fuck this. Like, place like, is this not isn't even worth trying to fix. Like yeah. this is this is move on, call it a day. But um, no, I I, I like this movie. I did. I really have nothing really negative to say about it. So, so other than the unsatisfying ending to me obviously see that's kind of the problem is a lot of these older movies it's this is my first time watching it so i don't have this like again one time with my grandpa over 20 years ago no no i know but like you have almost like this like sense of not nostalgia but well nostalgia but you also enjoy this older i do i i I watch turner classic movie like this is this is my kind of shtick yeah, and I don't for a reason because I generally do not like these movies. Um, this one was good. I think the slice of life stuff was definitely too long. I think like, that stuff, especially for you, either hits or it misses entirely. It it was hitting really good, and then after a while, it was like, okay, something's got to happen in this movie. Like, I can't just fucking sit here and watch. Like, I am so bored. <laughs> So and, and that's honestly my biggest con is that I, I think if you are watching this movie for the first time, it is very boring. Not a lot happens. Okay. Um, and and then like I said, like honestly, like a lot of these, I think the only movie that we've seen from like 
you know, like obviously like a classic old movie that we've seen that I thoroughly enjoyed was Kong. I think you're right. I think that's very correct, actually. I mean, and I still look back fondly on Kong. I would probably go watch it again if given the option. I think I we, ever, like... we would ever do Kaiju again, but I think we, we have to at some point probably review the uh, Peter Jackson remake. That's okay. We can uh, review That made me cry when I was a kid. It did. We can review it with the uh, video game, the video game adaptation of that movie. I've heard it's so, amazing. Yeah, it, it's actually very good. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I honestly, I was enjoying it until about the halfway point, and then I just, I started getting bored. And that that's honestly the biggest downfall for me. Okay. And I think that's totally fine. So, Justin, for plot, I gave it a nine. This is probably my highest category for me i really really enjoyed this story uh i gave it a five and a half okay figured i enjoyed half of it and then the other half was <laughs> rough for me okay not rough that's not fair it was just boring so cinematography um yes. i'm kind of a mixed bag here so let's talk about everything minus the sci-fi stuff okay so we're leaving okay. the sci-fi stuff to the side okay <laughs> i think this film looks good i think it like no, the black I, and white, I, I the noir, the, a lot of the framing of the shots with Klaatu walking around, the boys stalking yeah. him. A lot of the non-sci-fi stuff, I think this is a very well-constructed film. I yeah. think it looks really good. I think it does a very good job of making Klaatu constantly look like a man, out of, like a fish out of water. Like a man where you shouldn't be. Not in like a menacing way, but just kind of like observing. And I think that's really, really cool they do that with the camera. Um, I also... Uh, I like the intercutting of like the radio broadcasts and like the shots of the crowd, and I think that when you look at that, I think this is really good, especially in comparison to some of the other ones we've seen yeah. where we don't have that. Like I'm thinking particularly about the Blob in particular, how yeah. a lot of that stuff was like really heavy editing and hopping all over the place, and it just was almost exhausting, really. Yeah, I, absolutely, I would agree. I think that <laughs> this might be a little telling for me. I agree that other than the sci-fi stuff, this movie looks great. Okay. And feels great. It, it really does. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good movie. Like, we have watched some older movies that, like, like you said, make you want to go to sleep. Yeah. And I didn't. I, might, I know you said you found this a little bit boring, but I don't think it's like that kind of like where it's just like I just want to close my eyes and just roll over, right? No. Like, that's the thing is, like, I found – so, basically, <laughs> overall, because there's no other way to talk about this, overall, I found this movie – middling to above middling okay but i never and yes i was bored but at no point in time was i like okay i'm I'm gonna fall asleep like there was enough there okay so i have tried to stem the brutality for as long as i can let's talk about the sci-fi stuff okay let's i didn't mind the alien approaching earth and landing no i think that looked good I actually really liked how the doors in the spaceship opened. Like, silent and, like, the wall just kind of coming apart. I've always been a fan when films do that. Yeah, it's kind of like a perfectly smooth... Well, like they say in the movie, it's a perfectly yes. smooth surface. We can't find any cracks or anything. It's very... It's, I mean, it's very sci-fi, I right? like the way Gort's visor open and the light kind of emanates from it before everything happens afterwards... Like, I feel like that's a very good use of special effects in a black and white setting. I think it, it demonstrates exactly it gets the what point you're across, seeing. yes. Um, 
I, I, I okay. All right, the floor <laughs> is yours. I, I, I don't think I can even try anymore. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when this stuff does get shot and liquefied, it doesn't look good. Um, no, it's just like a big flash of light, and then that's like it. Um, well, even the melted tank didn't look good to me. I don't know. It just like no, it didn't. like <laughs> crummy. Um, the scene where he <laughs> quote unquote sneaks up behind these two guys and knocks them out was ridiculous. I am totally fine with Klaatu looking like a human. I actually mm-hmm. think that's smart. I think it'll like this. He's able to change his form. He looks like a human when he's in this form. Fine. Like I'm there for that. That's a simple explanation, and I'm totally cool with it. Um, however, when he first comes out the spaceship and it looks like he's wearing like a tracksuit with a helmet, like a biker helmet, I feel we could have done a little bit more. I don't mind the way Gort looks, but I feel like. It, sh- oh, I... it should have been bigger. Like I, I think having like your your robot or your Iron Giant or whatever the hell you want to call it, I think having that is totally fine. Um, but but it, he should have been. But he's he's bigger. barely taller than Klaatu. Yeah. Um. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I need to bring up the suit. I I didn't really like the suit. Obviously, it was, oh, I didn't either. I mean, back you know back then it was clearly just a man in a suit, mm-hmm. which. It reminded me of Back to the Future when Marty McFly comes in and like harasses his dad when he's sleeping. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just. It, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look good. Um, I I think that having a robot, okay, that's fine and cool, and can be cool. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it it needs it, it also needs to be like more. It needs to be more intimidating. Klaatu. Klaatu is more intimidating than Gort. I felt at least. Yeah. Even just like. Like anything because I mean the suit was goofy the suit was um, very goofy I will say <laughs> I do love the inside of the spaceship I do too when they're in that room mm-hmm. um, I, I, I that's one part of these older movies that I love in sci-fi it's like this super stupid like it's just an aesthetic like some of those like, old yeah. uh, like Star Trek movies have it too it's just like a very like clean like not a lot going on aesthetically. Like, like I don't know. It I, looks I think that nice. Works really like well. it, it does. It looks nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's just everything that Abort is involved with. <laughs> but luckily for us, I would say about seventy-five percent of this movie, we don't have that kind of stuff going on. There's a twenty-five percent of this movie where you do have to see Klaatu in a spacesuit, where you have to see the kind of weird, special, like glowy effects with a pile of ash after the <laughs> disintegration. The, the fucking wh- whisker that they use to offer us peace when they come and greet the army, like there are things like that where it's just like, okay, this did not age well. We have seen other things from the similar time period do this much better and look a lot better. Yeah. With all that being said, though, the vast majority of this movie does look good. I I think it looks okay. I think I, we're I... very smart to kind of put the stuff that did not look as good away into the side yeah like the, obviously they focused on the everyday stuff more mm-hmm. which definitely did work out for them but you, i mean you at some point in time you have to show the sci-fi stuff right at some and, point you have to do it i, I could not I, agree more at, at some point you legitimately have to yeah and oh man i just i every time that fucking robot was on screen i was just like god <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Anyways. Gort, huh? You, you, yeah, weren't a, you weren't a fan no. of our boy Gort. No, not at all. All right, and you're allowed oh, to. 
Uh, no, I'll save it for audio. Cause, yeah, All right. Okay. Cinematography, then. I gave it a six and a half. I, I really like it for the most part, but that sci-fi stuff definitely took it sideways for me. I give it a six. I, I'm pretty much right there with you. Uh, the sci-fi stuff was the worst part of this movie, um, which is weird. But, I mean, like I said, you have to show the sci-fi stuff at some point in time or else it's it, it you has the sci-fi potential to be even all. worse. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's talk about audio. And I'm not sure how you feel, but I know personally for myself, I love it. The, the there theme, is... sorry. I, let me rephrase that. I love the theme music. Oh, you give me a theremin any day, any day and I'm like in heaven. <laughs> yeah, and like the really cool thing is like, it, especially when I listen to it here, I like watch the movie, but like you get the Mars Attack vibe. Like yeah, you can definitely well, see Danny Elfman got some inspiration from this. And you hear a lot of other sci-fi movies. And like this is the first time we've been going through a lot of these old sci-fi movies and alien movies. And this is the first time we've kind of like heard some of those vibes. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the the theme. The, like I mentioned, the theremin in the theme is like, that is one instrument that I really like, I love. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can put that in anything and I will, I will love it. I mean, obviously, as long as it sounds good. But it it suits sci-fi incredibly well. And, and I think this is really they, cool because we I think we have finally gotten the ability or the chance to see it. We, we always do the old films to kind of see origin and stuff. I think we finally found the origin of that OG sci-fi vibe, yeah. like woo kind of thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's really cool. Acting, I think. And you can agree or disagree, Michael Rennie as Klaatu is amazing. Like, Absolutely. And so exactly. great. Like, And, and uh, again, I have kind of mentioned before that I hate these, like, yes. stereotypical, like, over-dramatized versions of characters. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't mind it here at all. And I think, I'm not sure if it's because it was, it felt honestly more like a slice of life kind of movie. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is my highest score. Okay, cool, cool, great. So, like, and like, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, I, I think that Rennie does a really good job with Claw too. And I also see what they cast Keanu Reeves to play him in a, in a remake. Yes, I, like, I it, think, it makes sense. Mm, like, they, they, they wanted that. I think that Rennie, as his performance of Claw too, had a lot more emotion with it. Yeah, like there's definitely like a heart there. Well, it, it, he is trying to find the good in earth yeah like he wants he wants to save the earth he wants these people to just like get in line stop trying to kill each other and just like chill yeah. i love when he's hanging out with the kid i thought that was really it gives like andy griffin kind of vibes i love when he went, went and did like solve the math problem and talk to the professor and everything and i liked his interaction with helen like i i think that his performance is really really good and then moving on to the same note i thought helen was great too she yeah, goes on a really big ride throughout the story of like being happy to have his help, Mr. Carpenter's help, right? And then, like, her son being like, I think he's an alien, and her, like, believing him, and her fiance being a douchebag, and her being like, All right, dude, like, we're done. Thank you, but no, thank you. We're moving out of here. And then she saves Klaatu, you know? I I think that does a really, really good job. And I, I really just think the acting across the board was really good. Um, I think Agreed. Bobby could probably be the weakest, which is the kid actor, but that performance that you got for him you would have found in leave it to beaver or the annie griffin show or anything that time that's just what you're getting from that kind of performance 
Yeah, it, well, exactly. And in a weird way, he, I mean, that's who his character was, right? 100%. Like it, it worked. Yes, 100%. And I, and I thought it was, like, and I thought it worked well. Yeah, agreed. Anything else there you want to add? One rough part. Okay. <laughs> in this movie. Um, and it is, it is intentional, but it still doesn't make it any better. All right, what is it? Uh, when they are reviving Claw 2, that high pitched squeal. Oh, that bothered you? I, I wonder. Oh. I know we've discussed before how sometimes that stuff uh, doesn't work for you, but that so, it, it didn't so bother there's, me. There's it wasn't as bad points. as them. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. Well, because them was like constant. <laughs> yes, um, that was brutal. Like every fucking like five minutes, it was there. But no, this was it was rough, um, and obviously it like showed in our character. Uh, Helen was like it was hurting her ears too. Right, yeah, like she was covering them, which. Okay, I kind of give like a little bit of leeway for, but there is one point in time, I believe, I can't remember if it's when the alien escapes or alien lands, they they play some music over the movie while reporters are reporting, like basically they're doing the whole like everybody's reporting on it, yeah. where you cannot hear, you can like faintly faintly hear what they are saying hmm. because i'm trying to music... think when that was, was like, I, I can't place that it was i'm pretty sure it was when he escapes okay um they they play just like i i don't know if it's like the theme or they play some kind of music over everybody talking like all these reporters talking and sure newsrooms giving out news reports and stuff <clears throat> and i just i couldn't hear what they were saying okay. because the mute but like they were clearly talking and like you you know, you need to hear what they're saying because yeah, you know, they're going giving on. flavor text basically still. But the music was too loud. The mix was off a little bit. Oh, I did not notice that. Where did you watch it at? Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I watched it on my phone. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, Sorry, I always use Just Watch to tell me where to watch it. No, you're good. I I, I rented it on Amazon Prime. Um, I know. Well, so that's the thing is, I know I rent. I actually rented this one surprisingly because <laughs> I looked for it the other way and I couldn't find it. <laughs> Stood. Nineteen fifty one. Oh yes, sorry. I watched it on. It's a streaming service called Hoopla. It's basically Hoopla. a library service. Okay. It's like it's like Ontario's library service. Cool. So I do think yeah, ultimately it, this. I think once they're in the Library of Congress, they should be like there should be like a like a Netflix for free for Americans, like if for to watch films that are in there. Yeah. Personal point of thought. Because Okay. You know, so audio. Yeah. I gave it eight and a half. I really liked it. I gave it an eight. I mean, I think this is definitely the strongest section of this movie. Um especially right before we go into how scary. <laughs> yeah. And that is definitely something we're going to have a very interesting conversation about. So Eddie really gave it a good preference that this one isn't really that scary, right? If you'll get on his very service level, this is more of an alien coming to, to earth and kind of realizing what the world's all about. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
So I would say this movie's not that scary. Gort isn't that intimidating. Klaatu, when he's sneaking around, isn't that intimidating. The sci-fi effects, which we already talked about, definitely kind of diminish that a whole lot. Yeah. But similar to some of these other movies we reviewed, especially in a post-COVID world, if an alien landed here and had to deliver this message to the planet Earth, we would be so un godly fucked yeah, and I agree. that terrifies me that this peace bringing creature who's literally like if you just like stay in line like we'll help you guys like have a better world for everybody like like i don't care about your petty squabbles like what's this help everybody get better and <clears throat> to watch this movie and have this film come out in 1951 so we're what 71 years post this movie coming out and to realize that we still haven't unfucked ourselves. And that if this were to happen and we were to be visited, not by a hostile enemy force, but a force that thought, like, y'all are going to end up causing something that we don't want to deal with. So we're just going to sweep you underneath the rug. Terrifies me. It absolutely terrifies me. Because, like, I can't do anything about it. I can't control yeah. what the government does. I can't control the fact that these assholes can't talk to each other. And <clears throat> we've talked about Watchmen here and there, obviously, I've reviewed it. It's not a horror film, but like, dude, like, I, I, I don't even know if that would unite the world at this point. No, I'm, are you I'm kidding really me? Serious. I'm sure there would be somebody saying like, "Oh, you're taking away my freedoms somehow." Well, I mean, and I guess like, are, I'm, I'm, this is going to get a super high score because of that, but it definitely gave it points where this was very close to getting like a one, a one and a half because this is not that scary of a film. But when you sit there at the end of the movie, like we talk about the beginning, we talk about plot. Where it's like the more realistic ending that would have felt more better because we live in this world and we see what it is would have been if they're like, yeah, we're just going to blow you up. Like, we tried. Screw you guys. And the thing is, is like, why would they not do that? And that's a hard pill to swallow, Justin. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's dark. That's some nihilistic bullshit right there. And that is the reason why my high scary score is certainly higher than I anticipated it being. What do you have to say? Um... I mean, I, <laughs> I kind of have already said what I need to say. Um, I, I think this movie is very quite uh, boring. Okay. Um, I don't, again, when I kind of look at these movies, I. We approach the house scary much differently than yes, each other. We, we really do. We definitely do. I kind of give it like a gut check of like. If you I, jumped, I if like you thought yeah, about like, it, I, if it's I, someone licking your toes. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, every <laughs> fucking time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I mean, obviously, it's bad in the world right now, and if anything happens like this, we're fucked. We're so fucked. But, we're so capital F fucked. But like, at the same time, I'm like, oh, it's like kind of a better outcome than what's going on right now. But again, like, I, you'll, you'll see, like, my score isn't like exaggerated high. It's just like it definitely got some points. It, it did. Yeah. Like it. When I sit there after I end a movie and I'm like, well, f we're fucked. <laughs> like, there's something dark to that. And that doesn't, and I don't know. And I don't know. All right, I'll just tell you. How scary, I gave it a three and a half. Like, it it, it, it really, like, this isn't that scary of a film. But, like, we're so fucked. We're so fucked. It's just crazy. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're fucked. Um, three and a half I mean, half obviously. Me. Obviously, I gave it a one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, again, this is sorry oh my god i'm so gassy today um fun <laughs> this is it's all those uh chicken, enchiladas 
No, the Tim chicken Horton. samosas I ate. What is samosas? Is it a samosa? I think it's samosa. No, not a samosa. Beverage. No, the like the that's little, a mimosa. Like, uh, samosa. Yeah, it's an Indian dish. Samosa. Oh, yeah, I had okay. a bunch of chicken samosas. Uh, very spicy. It makes me very gassy. I have really bad indigestion. Um, <laughs> how scary is always, I think, especially for these older movies where it where it goes down, right? Because yeah. we... I think historical context always, like, the way, at least the way I approach it, I think it helps save some points, but on a very practical scariness level, if you're yeah. like just looking at it like, did I jump? Did it scare me? Did I want to turn the lights on? Like, was I... That it's not like The Conjuring, yeah, exactly. Was I bored? Yes. <laughs> to review the scores for plot, I gave it nine and a half. Oh, I gave on. it a five and a half. For cinematography, <laughs> I gave it a six and a half. Just gave it a six. For audio, I gave it an eight and a half. Just gave it an eight. And for how scary, I gave it a three and a half. And Justin gave it a one. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a sixty percent. If we go to our master list, it's about it's middling. Um, it's actually only tied with one thing, funnily enough. Well, this is only our second 60 ever. That's uh, that's interesting Weird. to me. It's titled Resident Evil Zero. I kind of like... <sighs> right above it, film... Uh, right above it with 61s, we have Scream 4, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Res- Final Friday the 13th Final Chapter, and Friday the 13th Part 3. Right below it, we have Clock Tower 3 and Dino Crisis 59%. And the next film is the Blair Witch sequel. Not Book of Shadows, just the Blair Witch film uh, with a 58. The, like, 2016 one? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we got for the day the Earth stood still. So thank you to Eddie for submitting it. I I really liked it. (laughs) And I was really, really happy that this is your choice. And then I got to go back and watch this again. I really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm definitely happy I got to watch it. I've honestly I'm in, I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed some of these other movies, which I did not like at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely gl- this is one that I'm glad to have seen. Cool. So with that, we're gonna listen to a commercial from Wizard Studies, a member of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and we're gonna head on in to the closing. Ghosts, split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So, Justin. Yes. You have a game coming up that you're very excited about. Or releasing that you're very excited about. There's like six of them. (laughs) Okay, one that you played the beta for. Oh, Elden Ring. Yes. And since Elden Ring is coming out in less than a month, like three weeks, two weeks, something like that Fuck now, yeah. Right? Dying Light 2 is in seven days. Uh, I have to be Bloodborne. <laughs> it, has to, it has to get beat. It has to be reviewed. We were talking before the show. I don't think we included it on this. I have like ten bosses left. Why don't we take that one as it, like, beat it? When you beat it, we will do it. 
Because I mean, the reason why, point, if I don't beat it now, but by the time Witch Queen comes out, and then obviously Elden Ring and Arceus, if I don't get it beaten, it's not going to get beaten. Okay. Because I, I mean, I at this point, I've already been, date. I already beat it like more than a month ago. So yeah, like, I I have to have a hard date, and I have to get it done. Um, yeah. Because we also have these other games. We have Tux Force Entry of Martian Gothic. We have yeah, Eddie's Force uh, Game of Journey. Obviously, we have Elden Ring to play whenever or review whenever we beat it. We have the X Files game. We have Prey. Like we have games. Games. <laughs> we have and the thing is, we games. still have two other games we need to place. We have Dead Space Three and Blair Witch Two. Yeah, man, fucking Dead Space Three is just such such a fucking bummer. That I honestly think the best thing we can do for that is to is to kind of put it down at the bottom when we do the the Patreon Force crappy film. Since okay. this is supposedly like the worst thing that's ever happened, I think it'll be a, a good way to kind of bookend the crappy film with a crappy game. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's what's next. Um. I know. Now listen to me, audience, in particular some of the patrons, Shannon. Matthew, <laughs> Stephen, I know, Chris, I know some of you guys have played the ever-loving hell out of this game. I want, Oh, Bloodborne, yes. Bloodborne. I want emails from you guys. I want you to try to convince me and to understand why this is better than Dark Souls 3. I want to know why so many people feel that way. I can't say anything, I know you but can't. I would also like to know why. <laughs> okay. So, again, I haven't beat it yet, but I'm very curious, and I want to hear the conversation about it. Um, I'm probably going to ping you guys in Discord. I'm probably going to harass you about it. You can send audio files. You can send emails to anybody else. I want people to explain to me. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm getting some feelings. I need to understand why this is talked about as better than Dark Souls 3. And I know I've heard you guys say similar things. Or if you think it's not, tell me why you think Dark Souls 3 is better than Bloodborne. Like, I, oh, I want to have that oh. conversation. I want to see that happen. Okay. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and also, after yeah. we review Elden Ring, I am not playing a Soulsborne game on this podcast for a full season. Full stop. Nothing's changing. That's not happening. Dude. Okay, so, for example... I, I'm, no, I'm no for examples. No roguelike. No Soulsborne. We're done. We're, we, are, we are finding new... <laughs> what? <laughs> new horizons um, to cross. From, okay, so hold on. I, I, I want to I just bring something up very quickly, okay? Okay. So... Sekiro, nope. Which was no, I, no, I know. Came out in twenty nineteen. <laughs> came out in twenty nineteen. All right. Elden Ring twenty twenty two. You probably got at least three years, buddy. You got. I'm not gonna bug you. Okay. I thought about like adding Neo in and stuff like that, but I I don't even want to play that. So because there's something different when Miyazaki gets involved that he has just this like magic touch. You'll have to explain to me who Miyazaki is when we do a review of one of his games then, because I'm not quite sure if I know who that is. Oh, we've reviewed two of his games already. Oh, he did, he did the Souls games? Yeah, yeah. Okay, was he part of Bloodborne? Yes. Okay. All right, but that's what's coming up, guys. And after that, we yeah. have uh, Signs, little M. Night oh, yeah. Shyamalan, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, But no, I guess the first thing, I, the last thing I kind of want to say is to wrap things up is thanks everybody for hanging out. We're getting back into Aliens, and I'm super pumped about it. We'll give everybody a heads up when we get the, back to Scream 5 when we get that scheduled. Yeah. But thanks for being understanding. We just don't want people to get in situations where they feel comfortable, and we want all four of us to be able to go see it. So whenever that happens, it'll happen. Um, 
And I also just want to say, like I've told, I've messaged you and told you this before, but I'm really proud of you, Jay. Like, oh, I, I was as we were going through this, we were and the stuff was kind of happening and updating. Like, I just kept thinking about that really shitty, nasty comment you got on the blog post when you wrote like your very first one. Is that really passive aggressive thing? Oh, the one that was like, well, that made me go, I'm not writing anymore. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been. I guess going on four years now and look where you're at now. So it's yeah. it very good for you for not backing down for holding to your guns and it paid off. So I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> it, it came out of a certain place that we won't talk about sure. obviously, but, uh, uh, yes, thank you. I, I appreciate you, both you and Rachel and Randy. I mean, <laughs> I messaged all of you guys separately, but uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> thank you very much again, you guys. All it was seriously really no problem. I'm out. sorry I'm not tech savvy enough to like, put in my own edits. I just copied what you wrote and just <laughs> edited it and just sent it back to you and how, how I would write it <laughs> with my own edits. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> all right, but yeah, that's all we got, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you again to Eddie. Uh, really, really dug this film. And until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.